Hey man, stay man. Welcome back to another Act Like You Know podcast episode. We got me and Gliz just here today. Um, I'm not, you know what I'm I don't want to say pe- certain people are ducking the pod, but that's what, uh, that's what it feels like. Like it's Wednesday. We try to record Monday. We try to, we were going to record Sunday night, but you know, we decided to let some people, uh, you know, deal with their emotions after a tough night. <laughs> NFL. Um, then we try to record Tuesday, and it just people's times for some reason wasn't matching up. People yeah, had, must have been busy, bro. Must have been busy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not here to judge on what people do throughout, you know, I'm saying their days, but just saying now all of a sudden people it just seemed like people couldn't make time for a pod. Anyways, Gliz, how was your day and how was your weekend? Well, let's start with the weekend. I had a great weekend, birthday mm-hmm. weekend. Absolutely fantastic weekend. Shout out to my AKT boys for showing me a great weekend. Um, started off the day well. I'm just ready to pod, man. I'm ready to talk about some things, man. How you doing? How you doing? You know, I'm doing good. Uh, obviously, we was out with you. Had a great weekend. Um, you know, got got two. I think there were two good football games. Just uh, contrast in styles. Um, you know, um, yeah, it was it was a good weekend. Um, having a good week so far. You know. Rent is due tomorrow, unfortunately, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> or today when this comes out, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I feel like we got a good Super Bowl matchup, so we will see. My, all of my agendas hit. That's all I want to say. All of my agendas hit. So, um, anyways, we're going to get into the topic at hand here. The Kansas City Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl for the fourth time in the last five years. Uh, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the crew going back for their third Super Bowl. They're trying to win their third Super Bowl to the and repeat. So, um, and they beat the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who uh, only scored one touchdown. Um, the score was 17-10, and the Chiefs didn't even have to score in the second half. So, you're watching the game, man. Tell me what you think uh, all around. I guess we should, we should probably start with the winners. Let's talk about the winners first. Talk about the winners? All right, well. Um, it's documented. I chose the Ravens, but I feel like I was still right because I chose the Ravens out of like winner's fatigue for the Chiefs. I thought it was just the Ravens time, like NFL script wise. The week before I told you guys, you never bet against Mahomes. I picked the Ravens, but I would never bet on the Ravens. Never bet against Mahomes. He's the greatest. But to be honest, they held him in check for the most part. Travis Kelsey rejuvenated, born again. Last time I checked, it was 11 targets, 11 catches. I don't know how much further it got past that. Um, Chiefs did what the Chiefs do, man. Andy Reid, he's he's heading towards goat coach status. He's heading towards the Bill Belichick's of the world, in my opinion. So um, not surprised. More disappointed for the other team. Uh, yeah, this is this is what the Chiefs do, man. It's no more. You can't be surprised. There's not much to say. This is this is just what they do. This is the dynasty. This is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. This is one of the greatest tight ends I've ever seen. And he just did it with the bottom fifteen receiving core. So, hey, this is this. I'm not surprised. And this is just amazing to me at this point. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, not much to really say. Mahomes, 30 of 39, 241 yards. And the tutty. Um, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, like Patrick Mahomes. Like with the first two drives, you were like, God damn, this nigga Patrick Mahomes is really unstoppable. Yeah. And him and Kelsey. Um, yeah, man, there's not really much to say. It's starting to feel like very patriotish. Like they they just win. They just find ways to win. They didn't even have to score in the second half. You know, Patrick Mahomes, in all sense, became a game manager. Just don't fuck it up. So, uh, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he just does what he has to do to win. And um, Pacheco, he ran well, 24 carries, 68 yards. He got 24 carries. Oh, my God. And the tutty, Kelsey, obviously amazing, 11 receptions, 11 targets, 116 yards, and a touchdown, a tough touchdown, one-handed grab on the sideline against uh, Kyle Hamilton, who had an amazing game. But a tough touchdown. He had a lot of tough catches. People were like, I was in group chats and stuff. They were like, oh, they need to do this to Chelsea. Or they need to hit him off the block. I'm like, are y'all seeing the type of catches this guy's making? Like, contested catches, diving catches, like, quick, quick screens. And then he's running for 10 yards. Like, it's like, that. it's still, he's going to get the ball. He's unstoppable. Um, yeah, man, it's just, they're just impressive. Uh, the defense. Lockdown, like lockdown, lockdown. Oh, Chris Jones, worth yeah. every penny. Worth yeah. every penny. They're gonna have to pay him for real this year. Like next, like this year, I think it was on a one-year contract. So, like, I think they're gonna have to really. He's gonna be top five paid uh, defensive. Someone end. else is gonna have to take the fall. Legarius Sneed, just them boys are nice. They were missing Willie Gay. Um, them that that them DBs, DBs are nice. And one, and one thing I will say is, um, though it wasn't one of those Mahomes games, like the crazy five hundred yards, five touchdowns, it just seemed like every single time the Ravens needed a stop. And I'm not just talking fourth quarter, third quarter, just like he plays third downs, third and seven, second and thirteen. He just makes the throws, bro. Like. He, it wasn't one of those crazy explosive games, but every single time the Ravens felt like, all right, if we get a stop right here, we're going to go score. We're going to get this thing. Mahomes and Kelsey, man. And then Pacheco running crazy. Once again, he didn't have the craziest pop off the uh, box score stat line, but it's timely runs, timely first downs, timely three and a half, four yard carries. Like, them boys came to play, man, and and I bring it all to Andy Reid, man. One of the goats now. I got I, I gotta respect him. Go ahead, man. Um, yeah, they just they're inevitable. It's just unfortunate. Um, none of the none of the top guys can seem to beat him. Only one guy. But I, I said it last week. Only one guy is really matching this guy when it comes to the playoffs. <laughs> and my Ryan Clark said it. There's only one guy that can slow his heartbeat down. Well, there's two guys, but one's retired. But, like, one guy that can really lock in and keep it real close and have you like, damn, who's going to win this game? That's, that's Joe Burrow. Unfortunately, he got hurt this year, so we didn't get to see him in the playoffs. Shit could be a lot even more different this playoffs if Joe Burrow was in there. But, you know. That's neither here or there. Joe Burrow's not here. We're talking. We're here to talk about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and now we're here to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I know you had a lot to say. You know, we've been texting back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I'm just gonna ask a simple question. Was this a choke? Um I got a couple questions. Was this a choke by the Ravens altogether? Um, what does this say about Lamar? And who should take most of the blame if you had a, a pie chart? Like, what percentage of the blame are you giving out to everybody? Okay. In my honest opinion, this is a choke job. And I will explain why. A lot of people seem to keep blaming the offensive coordinator. He's part of the blame for your pie chart question. It's about 50% him, 45% Lamar, 15 is eight flowers. Oh, well, 5% is eight flowers. Lamar, the, the excuse I'm getting is they didn't run the ball enough. Besides Lamar's scrambles, I think it was six rushes. And I get that. But you cannot be a fan of Lamar Jackson and, and, and telling me all year he's this elite quarterback, he is the best quarterback or the second best quarterback, he's the MVP, he's the all-pro, he's the chosen one. And when they decide to put the ball in his hands in the biggest game of the year and he underperforms, you flip the script and tell me, oh, the ball shouldn't have been in his hand. They should have been running the whole game. Now, half of that is true. The, the, the old coordinator's Definitely should have ran the ball more. But y'all are telling me this is the guy. And when we when we when we rate other quarterbacks and judge other quarterbacks, and these are the type of games they have where the, the offensive coordinator is not running the ball or the, the, the run is just getting stuffed and, and it's in the quarterback's hands. When these other top quarterbacks underperform, we're at their neck. And I will say the names Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy the games that he played bad, um, Josh Allen, um, Jalen Hurts. When these guys play bad because the ball is in their hands and they need to make plays, they're getting crucified. You can't I – don't, I don't hear a lot of people screaming the offensive coordinator's names or the running back's names. Or, so I just can't give my boy Lamar that excuse. I'm not, I do not dislike Lamar Jackson, not one bit. I might troll a little bit because I know Ravens fans, but I do not dislike Lamar Jackson. But that was the opportunity for the ball to be in his hands and for him to cement his legacy and go to the Super Bowl, correct? So, and I'm thinking from the point of view of a Cowboy fan, if this was Dak and Dak was having this MVP, like he's probably going to win MVP, and that's the game he had in the NFC Championship? Dude, you choked. Like, okay, y'all didn't get Paul the ball only six times, blah, blah, blah. Dak is my elite MVP quarterback, right? He should take us to the promised land or at least lose in a more graceful way. Like the first couple drives, well, a couple of the first couple drives Lamar had, I was like, okay, Lamar's on one. Like he missed a couple of throws, but the trick play and a couple of scramble, I'm like, he's on one. And then it's like after halftime, I don't know what happened. Like, because the Chiefs defense is good and all, but not zero points in the second half of the AFC championship good. So I think it was a choke job. He threw a pick into triple coverage with a drag route wide open. And that, to me, says he felt in his heart he wasn't doing enough. He had to make the big play. He felt like if, he, if I don't score on this drive, uh, uh, Patty and them are going to go score and it's going to be tough for I felt like he was pressing the issue because he just didn't feel right. And that's not the trait of an elite 
quarterback. He's an elite playmaker. I, the elite quarterback thing, I'm still on the fences now because he still hasn't had his moment. Joe Burrow has had his moment. Um, I want to say Josh Allen has had his moment, but he also can't get over the hump. So I'm not going to go that far, but a guy like Purdy just had his moment. Big moment, but we'll say that for later. Like, guys have their moment. Stafford a couple years ago, a couple years ago, had his moment. Lamar still hasn't had his moment. So I'm just not ready to say he's that guy, the chosen one. I feel like once again they choke, but I'm not gonna obviously, like I said, back to your pie chart question, it's not fully on Lamar. Zay Flowers, I don't know what Zay Flowers was doing in a couple of those plays, because he was making splash plays, big time plays, but you get a taunting penalty that moves you back. Then on the same drive, he hits you, you fumble at the end zone. Like, man, I wanted the Ravens to win that game. I'm a Mahomes fan, but I really wanted the Ravens to win that game. And they, I just don't know. My A friend of mine thinks they have a four-year window for a championship. Teams don't have four-year windows. The NFL does not work that way. This is maybe next year, but this was about the best shot they're going to get, so. That's my take on it, man. All right, man. Um, if I have to do a pie chart, um, I'm just gonna keep it a bean here. Lamar is gonna get seven seventy percent of this blame. I'm gonna give loud thirty to Todd Munkin. Zay Flowers, you don't get no blame. Like Zay Flowers, like all right. My thing with Zay Flowers is like he made all the splash plays. He has a hundred yards. He has 115 yards, five catches. He was the only receiver really getting off. I mean, the taunting penalty, I don't want to use the rookie excuse because, like, you're at the end of the year, you're damn near, like, a second-year player. But, like, I understand your hype. Um, do I think it should have been called a penalty? Yes. Because, like, if we're going to let niggas fucking spin the ball at motherfuckers' heads and flex over them, be prepared when you come over that middle, your head getting taken off. So it's like – Either or. So I respect the ton. I respect that they threw a flag there because the offense does get away with some stuff on the offensive side in NFL football. But when he, you know what I'm saying? When he throws it across the middle, Zay Flowers, he sees the end zone. He dives like for the touchdown. I can't get mad at a player trying to make a play. Like defensive players get paid too. Legereus Sneed made a better play. Like he was there at the right time. And Legereus Sneed was a yard later. It would have been a touchdown. So it's just like it's game football is a game of inches. And that was just an unfortunate break for the uh for the um Ravens. Just like last week when Nicole Hartman fumbled into the end zone, we could have basically put the game away for the Bills. And but the Chiefs still found a way to overcome that obstacle and win the game. So I mean, it's a I mean the game can change in so many directions, but like I wouldn't be like, oh, Zay Flowers, you cost us the game. Like yeah, you guys might have scored, but that doesn't necessarily mean, like, you're going to win the game. Like, the Chiefs very well be like, all right, now the game's closer. Now we're going to actually put a drive together and go score. Which, besides that drive, they the Ravens didn't show the ability to come close to scoring a touchdown. So, and that, both of their touchdowns resulted in broken plays. So, I mean, Lamar made a special place to save Flower. In the first quarter, I'm like, okay. Like you said, Lamar's on one. But, like, throughout the game, he, like, 
I don't like like he's missing throws. Uh, we forgot about the strip sack. You holding on to the ball too long. Yeah. Play where you trying to you trying to get it to Bateman, but you, there's still an internal clock. You, I, I, every quarterback wishes they could wait. Like that happens to every quarterback. It's unfortunate for him, but like uh, again, you lost the ball. Unfortunately, like again, and, and a testament to the Ravens' defense, they didn't even let him score that drive. They went for it on fourth and two which is another topic we have to talk about later. They went for it on four from one, and they got stuffed. And they could have took a 21-7 to seven lead or 17-7 lead, but they came out with zero. And the defense kept you in the game and kept you in the game and kept you in the game. And I can understand pressing a bit. Like, I can understand you got the GOAT on the other side. You got Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Like, he, like it feels like at any moment he's going to respond or he's going to have that drive to put you away. But your defense shut them down, and you could not get your team over the hump. And like you said, man, Todd Munkin quite literally put the game in Lamar's hands. If this is any other quarterback, see, this is my problem, man. Last week we were crucifying Josh Allen because Josh Allen made the right read to Shakir and had Chris Jones basically push Deion Dawkins into his lap and mess up his throw for a touchdown. But motherfuckers were saying that was the wrong read. He should have threw it to Safon Diggs, made it easier for a possible field goal or to get the first down and waste more clock. Listen, touchdowns aren't guaranteed. If it's there, it's there. Your defense, they get paid to make stops too. I understand it's Patrick Mahomes and he can drive down the field, but Patrick Mahomes still has to drive down the field and score a touchdown. Like if that's how you lose, that's just how you lose. Like, I mean, Josh Allen balled out and he was called overrated. He can't go over the hump. Like, but I mean, I feel like that's just an testament to Patrick Mahomes. Like, there's one game Patrick Mahomes blew him out. There's the last game that we all saw where I thought both quarterbacks played great. And then there's the fucking 11 second game where there's no way my defense should give up a field goal in 11 seconds of game time. But I mean, that's neither here or there. But Lamar has beat. Ryan Tannehill, and he's beat a rookie C.J. Stroud in which the Houston's offense didn't even score that game. And he's never beat a team that scored more than 13 points. Um, I don't know where I am right now. Um, Obviously, I want to say I think Lamar is a great quarterback. He's a top five talent in the league, one of the best football players I've ever seen. But two and four in the playoffs. He's accounted for nine touchdowns and eight interceptions. He, If you're just looking at passing, he has, in six games, he's thrown six passing touchdowns and six interceptions. His uh, quarterback rating is a uh, 75. And we're crucifying a guy in Josh Allen. Every year we crucify this guy, Josh Allen, saying he's overrated. Josh Allen has 21 touchdowns and four interceptions in 10, in 10 playoff games. Jeez. Like, and with 100 passer rating. Like, I don't... I'm not seeing it. You got Dak Prescott. Um, we were just saying the same shit about him. Like you said, he went up against Jordan Love, and he was not – I mean, he has amazing stats. Yeah, he had amazing stats at the end of the game. But, like, the run game – like, the game got out of hand, so you couldn't run the ball anymore. Now it's in your hands. And Dak quite literally put the nail in the coffin when he tried to force it to CD, and it got picked off for pick six, and the game felt like it was over after that point. Like – you got to, like, if it just so happens to be a day where you got to respond with the other quarterback, that's what you got to do. And Dak Prescott couldn't do that. 
uh, Brock Purdy. He could have shit the bed two weeks in a row. He could have shit the bed two weeks in a row, and he came back. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know where I am with Lamar. Um, I, he feel didn't like, I feel like we're at a point where people are getting something confused. Lamar Jackson is a top five talent in the league. Football talent. When it comes to, listen, drop back in that pocket and put us on your back, he's not top five there. He's top five, especially with like a lead or something. Oh, he is. If they got the lead, you might as well forget about it because he could do so much. But if they're down... I'm not sure if I want Lamar Jackson to be my quarterback first. Well, obviously not first. We're, we're picking Mahomes. But second, I don't know if I want my, uh, Lamar Jackson to be my quarterback second if I'm down because his skill set just changes. And I'm not sure why because you can still run the ball. But it's like when he gets down or things start feeling nervous, and I told you the same thing about my boy Dak, he gets that look in his eyes. He starts When he starts throwing that helmet, when Lamar starts throwing that helmet, it's the same as when Dak gets that 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 wide googly eye and, his, and that look, man. It's the same thing. It, it, it's dangerous when Lamar throw that helmet. It's dangerous, and and when Dak get them wide eyes, it's dangerous. They lose. They, I, mean, I, I know they'll never come out and say this, but it just feels like they lose confidence in themselves. And the quarterbacks I'm watching, and including Jared Goff, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes. Burrow's hurt this year, but when things go wrong for them, they look calm, cool, and collected. And I just don't see that trait with the Dax, the Lamars, even though Lamar is, don't get me wrong, Lamar is better than Dak Prescott. But I feel like they have the same dynamic in that example where it's like, damn, things are going wrong and this might get ugly soon. And now they're just pressing the issue. I feel like the guys like I just named, they don't press the issue. Josh Allen does sometimes. But sometimes. the rest of but the rest of those guys don't really press the issue as hard and it's just something you're born with, man. It's that's who they are at heart. And you know, I, I don't really see like in the games that I, I mean, maybe besides his his first game against Deshaun Watson when they played the Texans in his first playoff game, I don't really see Josh Allen press the issue in playoff games. Like, well, no, I just not... games in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. Games in general, I understand. But, like, like I'm just specifically talking the playoffs here. I don't really see him press the issue. I mean, people always try to give – I feel like Lamar – I don't know. I don't want like, to – like I said, man, I'm a big – I'm a Lamar fan. But I just want to keep it a beam. Like – Lamar, he's so loved and then also, like, so, like, scrutinized. It, it can go back and forth because, like, Lamar doesn't get his credit with certain things. Like, certain things Lamar does not get his credit. And I'm I'm with that. Like, I'd be like, yes, like, they don't critique other quarterbacks sometimes as much as they do Lamar. But, Lamar, you're a two-time MVP now. Two-time first-team All-Pro, obviously. You got all – you got better accolades than these other quarterbacks. And people are always like, oh, well, he does more of his team. Well, he had the number one offense when he played against the Titans, and they shut them down. This year, they had damn near the best defense. This is the best defense Lamar has played with. And this year, people were saying, oh, like, the weapons are there. They got the number one running game. 
Um, and Lamar's part of that. Lamar wasn't taking off of his feet. OBJ was saying, like, yo, the whole game is different when you take off your feet. And, like, he still didn't do it. It was like, um, like my boy uh, Quack said in the, in the group chat, he was like, bro, stop trying to play like Mahomes and play like Lamar. Like, exactly. And play like Lamar. You don't have to. It's like people get into games with Mahomes and try to match. Like, you're not going to match Mahomes, bro. You need yeah. to play like yourself. Like, play within yourself. I feel like Josh was doing that last week when he ran for 100 and whatever yards. Why are you not escape? They don't even have their QB spy. Like, they're really lanes to run around or, like, whatever, like, to, to evade and get out. But it was like he was trying to be a pocket passer. And I was like, you're Lamar Action Jackson, bro. Like, get out, get a couple of yards, get a – like, get five, three, four, five yards. Make it, make it easier on third down for yourself. Like, you're not – he wasn't doing that. And then, like, the game, even with the Zay Flowers fumble, they came back down the field after the broken play and then the penalty and whatever. The game is still in hand. Dude, you throw into triple coverage. And the Ravens fans talking about some pass interference, bro. If, if, the, if the situation is reverse and there's three receivers in that area, do you think they're calling OPI? Yeah. Like, like, no, bro, I'm not hearing passing first. That's a terrible throw. I'm not sure what he was looking at. That that was one of the most egregious mistakes I've ever seen a top five quarterback make in my life. Like, at no point was that open. There's there there was three, there was three chiefs in the area. Kai, there's three chiefs in the area. Why did he throw that? And then after that point, obviously you got the slamming of the hamlet. And the game is essentially over because, yeah, you might be able to score again, but one of these drives, Mahomes is going to put it away. And that's what he did on the last drive. Yeah, and to your point of him, um, need to play more like Lamar than Mahomes. Even Mahomes toned it down. He wasn't out there just throwing it crazy, cross body, no look, sidearm. Mahomes played one of the most, like, game manager games I've seen him play in a long time. He forced nothing. Nothing. What was it? 30 completions for under 300 yards, right? He had 30 completions, but, yeah, it was under three. It was under 250, really. That's what I'm saying. That's not the Mahomes we know. 30 completions from Mahomes is going to be about 425. He, he was like, I'm going to win this game. I don't need it to be flashy. I don't need it to be. And so if he can, if the greatest, in my opinion, who the person who's going to retire the greatest ever at quarterback can tone it down just to win the game or, or change his style, I should say, to win the game, Lamar, like, come on, you got to take some notes, man. Like, you don't, bro, why are you throwing from the pocket like this? Like, and, I, and people keep saying, and this is one thing about, I will say about Tom Monday. I think he thought what I think. I'm not going to call all of these running plays for these guys. I'm going to let my all-time playmaker make these passing plays into running plays so so Kansas City can't just load up on these runs. And You know what I'm saying? We're going to run out of passing plays. I think he expected him to scramble more than six or seven times, to be honest, or whatever it was. I think I think he expected him to run out of a lot of these passing plays instead of forcing passes when nothing's there and you got the lane go. Cause I saw another quarterback do that this weekend and it worked out perfectly. So 
my other thing is like you're a two-time MVP. I'm sure he has a lot of responsibilities in the office. You can't check to a running play. Audible, right? Yeah. You can't. I, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm like, maybe you know I'm saying I I didn't play football at this high level, but like I'm thinking that the quarterback can check. I feel like we said the same thing about uh uh Jalen Hurts a couple of weeks ago. Like you can't check to a better play. Like you can't change the protection to help you out when they're zero blitzing you the entire game. Uh, I just I just find it hard to believe that, you know what I'm saying, you are first team all pro type player and you don't have no responsibilities in changing the plays to what you see works best on the field. So, um, and yeah, I just feel like this is a choke job. Uh, the Ravens choked this game, not the defense. The defense played lights out. Like, oh. Shout out oh. to Hamilton. Hamilton, Patrick Quinn, them boys, hey. Zero points. Mahomes scored zero points. Burrow, Allen, and all them boys wish Mahomes would score zero points in an entire half against them. I think that's the first time he's done that in the playoffs. Like, zero. Nick, Gliz, zero. We scored the same amount of points as Mahomes in the second <laughs> half. And the Ravens gave us three points. It's a choke, bro. All the penalties, hitting Mahomes in the helmet, like – being undisciplined, letting the Chiefs get to your head, like they baited them and they kept, they kept, they kept, they kept falling for it. And it, it's, I don't know. If I'm a Baltimore fan, you know, obviously the future is bright as long as you have Lamar. But it's like, damn, there's got to be a sense of like, this might have been like our best chance for. I don't want to say for a while, but it's like, the AFC is gonna get better. Like eventually, Justin Herbert's gonna have a run. Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, I expect them to figure it out. CJ Stroud's coming. Joe Burrow's uh, coming back. Shane Steichen, the the Colts, if they get a defense, they can look a little scary. Just Colts. their just their division. Their division is coming. I mean, yeah. You got the Steelers. The Steelers made Our quarterback the away. through all of that. The Steelers made the playoffs. The Steelers are really a quarterback away. Like uh, the Dolphins, they're a couple tough guys away. Like, bro, it's the Dolphins Josh are Allen. the Dolphins are trenches away. Like, hey, Josh bro. Allen's still in, still in Buffalo. Stephon uh, said he's not going nowhere. Like, bro, it ain't no four year window. I tell you that much. I'm about to say if Sean Payne can get the Broncos going, you feel me? It's. It's, it's tough. Oh, I forgot Deshaun Watson and their I don't their good defense. I don't want to say it was elite because every time I saw him play a good quarterback, they got lit up. But the Browns are still around, and Deshaun Watson has shown that he can win football games. That's what I'm saying. In that AFC North, you're gonna have to win that division or you're gonna be on the road. And going on the road in the AFC, going to Kansas City, going to Buffalo. This is not what you want to do. So, I don't know how many injuries we're going to have at top quarterbacks next year. So it's just like, I don't know, man. Do you think that they missed their window? Do you think, what do you think about the Ravens' future? I don't think they missed the window. I just don't think it's as wide as people think. Four years? Yeah, that's a little. Yeah. The only team who had that window is the Chiefs, and they had the greatest quarterback in the NFL. Like, their four-year window is crazy. People thought the same thing about the Eagles. They took, what, Four years to go back, 
five years to go back? Like, bro, no, <laughs> it does not work like that. They went back last year, this year, first round exit. And people were saying, yeah, they lost, but they'll be back. No, they won't. It's not that easy, bro. You lose coordinators. The players get hurt. Players get in their feelings. The players change their play styles. Like, bro, it happens, man. It happens. It's not that easy. Yeah, man. Um, that was that's tough, but um, ah, man, I've been waiting. I've been. I, this is why I really wanted to pod, man. This is why I really wanted to pod. <laughs> I'm saying there's there's been this special special guy, man, that I've been defending for about I think it's about it's about a year now, about a year and some change now. Yes. My boy Brock Purdy, man, they were down 21-7, 24-7 was the most. And they come back to win this game 34-31. Um I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go first before I go, go into uh, my spiel. Yeah, we know you gotta give you a 15 minute window on this one. All right, man. You know, people know. I I, I hated on Purdy, hated on the Niners, mostly because I'm a Cowboys fan, which everyone knows by now. Look, man, it's time to admit it. It is absolutely time to admit it. Brock Purdy is a franchise quarterback. Brock Purdy is that guy. Brock Purdy is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. And let alone, I mean, hey, it's pretty much one of the best in the NFL. He's not your typical superstar quarterback. But he reminds me of a couple guys, man, who know how to win. He reminds me of the Eli's. He reminds me, just those type of guys who everybody goes, oh, he doesn't have the intangibles. He, he's not the, he doesn't throw like Brady. He doesn't throw like, you know, like a guy like Mahomes. He doesn't run like a Lamar. But when it comes down to winning, how many people you know beat Tom Brady, uh, James? You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, man, I'm ready to admit it, man. Brock Purdy's that guy, bro. People have been hating on him. I watched Brock Purdy go down 24 to 7. I watched it with my own eyes all 60 minutes. He put the team on his back, and people are going to say the turnovers, the uh, Debo catching the ball, running for 30, 40, 50 yards. Listen, man, if that's what you're telling me, you didn't watch the entire game. Because every key play in that second half, Purdy made something happen with either his legs and, and people get confused, like, it has to be third and 18 for it to be a big throw. I've seen second and 11s, second and 13s, where Purdy is hitting Ayuk. He's hitting Kittle. He was throwing the fucking ball to the fullback. Like, listen, bro, it's time to admit it. Purdy, I'm on the Purdy train. I'm sorry. Hey, Dallas Nation, I'm sorry, man. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I'm on the Purdy train, man. I like Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy is touching that elite status. I haven't seen a quarterback in two years do what he's done in the playoffs. If he didn't, if his entire team, including him, wasn't hurt last year, I believe they go to the Super Bowl two years in a row anyway. Um, yeah, the slander's unwarranted. He's done every single thing. I just seen a stat. He's, he beat every single playoff team this year. Every last one of them. 
I mean, or maybe it's the NFC playoffs. But yeah, he beat every last one of them. Like, what more can you say? He they made the Cowboys look silly regular season. Made they came back from Detroit. Came back in the first round against who was that? Packers. The Packers came back against the Packers. This is what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about running for 100, throwing for 200, four touchdowns. I'm talking about when it's time to win and the pressure gets heavy, can you will your team to victory? He has that trait, and it's a rare trait. These quarterbacks don't have it. The guys that we want to call elite don't have it. Dak doesn't have it. Lamar doesn't have it. Um, Jalen Hurts does not have it. So I really, I'm really going to give the floor to you on this one because you've been caping for this guy for two months. I haven't. This week finally put me over the edge, and I'm ready to put respect on his name. I don't. I'm not slandering Brock Purdy any longer. It's still fuck the 49ers, by the way. Let's let's get one thing completely true. It's fuck George Kittle. It's fuck Debo. It's fuck Ayuk. It's fuck McCaffrey. But 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 um. Brock Purdy, you have my respect. You're a hell of a quarterback. And I'd rather have you than everybody I just named. And I'm so serious. Damn. Besides Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, I feel like I might be missing one more, but. You can still put Lamar, bro. It, it was a bad game, bro. No, no, no. See, don't get me wrong. I'd rather have Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'd rather have Brock Purdy. I want the guy who I know will not crumble. Oh, regular season, regular season, give me Lamar Jackson. When it comes down to those two or three playoff games, give me Brock Purdy. I'm on the record. You ever, you ever, like, you ever see like a? You ever see like you try to like convert someone to something, and then all of a sudden they just go, they go full send into it. That's what I feel like you did. Like I, I just wanted you, I just wanted to convert you into a Brock Purdy. Now, no, this is full send. Like this might be a little too much. Just like that's at the point where it's like almost terrorism. What you do. Look, give me Lamar as my franchise guy, 16 games, 17 games a year. Don't get me wrong. If I need to get to the playoffs, if I need a good record going into the playoffs, give me Lamar. If we're lining up across from each other on Sunday in, in February, or at the end of January, give me Brock Purdy. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Show me All the right. numbers. All right, man. My boy Brock Purdy. Um, he was 20 of 31, 267 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He also ran for, I think this is the biggest part of the game. He ran for five, he had five, five carries, obviously unscripted, 48 yards. So every run, every run mattered. Um, all right, before I really get into my pretty bag, I have to say this. Um, first of all, Purdy does something that, you know, a lot of people want to use Purdy's weapons as the excuse. You know, oh, he's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got George Kittle. He's got Debo. He's got Kyle Shanahan calling the plays. He's got Brandon Ayuk. 
Ayuk is a dog. He's got fucking Kyle Juszczyk, and he's got Trent Williams. You know, um, a lot of other quarterbacks got weapons. Justin Herbert has weapons. He's got Austin Eckler. He's got Mike Williams. He's got Keenan Allen. Like, Debo gets hurt just as much as Mike Williams and Debo and Keenan Allen. And Justin Herbert can't win games, let alone being up 27-0. Uh, to a degree, my boy Trevor Lawrence, I'd be caping for him, but he was he embarrassed me. Uh, he's got Christian Kirk. He's got Calvin Ridley. Evan Ingram is a solid tight end. Um, Evan Ingram's a top 10 tight end to me. But um, And then he's got Travis Etienne, and he's got Doug Peterson calling the plays. And... They're not in the playoffs. They were at eight and three, and they they folded. Uh, who else got weapons? Uh, now Josh Allen has James Cook, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis was hurt this year, but Shakir seems like a solid little piece. Dalton Kincaid, uh, Lamar obviously had the top rushing game, fucking all year with Zay Flowers in the defense too. Niggas can't win games at a point. Fucking Mahomes had. They were telling me that Mahomes would fall off because he had Tyreek Hill leave. He had all these other weapons and Travis Kelsey. And obviously you have Andy Reid, the greatest playoff man. And then he always has like a, at least a top seven offensive line that can protect him. And um, it seems like only, oh, Joe Burrow. We don't even have to mention his weapons with Jamar and everyone. But some, some quarterbacks just know how to win. And these other quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? They have weapons, but we always want to say that Brock Purdy is the only one that benefits from having weapons. Brock Purdy wins games. He does what he's supposed to. Oh, Jalen Hurts has weapons. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, fucking Dallas Goddard, the fucking best offensive line that you can ask for, maybe besides maybe the Lions. And you know what I'm saying? Jalen Hurts gets away with throwing up 50-50 balls to his his receivers down the field, as you should, because they make 50-50 balls. Like, if you throw a 50-50 ball to A.J. Brown, it's a, more like an 80-20 ball. He's going to come down with it. Brock Purdy plays to the system. All quarterbacks play to the system. I mean, obviously, you got to do some out-of-structure stuff. But, like, the idea is you're going to play to the scheme, and then if I have to go above and beyond, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what Brock Purdy did. I don't know what else he has to do, Gliz. I don't know. If this game doesn't – I don't know what else he has to do. They're down 24 fucking seven. He found a way to win. Last week, he played terrible. Terrible. Yes, does Brock Purdy have turnover where it really plays? Everyone fucking does. He's not, I'm not saying he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Obviously, that's Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, I feel like Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, they all, Lamar, they all have better skill. But Brock Purdy knows how to fucking execute. He knows his, he knows his uh deficiencies and he knows his strengths. He gets the ball out quick to his receivers and they make plays. That's why they're there, right? The playmakers on your team are on the team for a reason. Get the fucking ball into their hands. I've never, I've never seen it where a quarterback does what he's supposed to do and it's a bad thing. You're supposed to win fucking the, the, the game. You're supposed to win games, not put up amazing stats. But, but mind you, he does that too. Now, does he benefit from Yak? Yes, but so do other quarterbacks. My boy Jared Goff benefits from a shit ton of Yak. I think I forgot who led the league in Yak, but when we were having this conversation at the time, the Kansas City Chiefs led the led the league in yak. Are is 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 brought is is Patrick Mahomes a yak merchant? No, we don't say that. So I just don't understand when Brock Purdy comes out, he does his thing, and still to this until the in this game, people were saying, Well, you know, Brock Purdy, you know what I'm saying? He came back, but like 
it's the weapons, bro. Like, or Dan Campbell, like, threw away the game. Or, no, Brock Purdy was down 24-7 and did shit that some of your favorite quarterbacks can't do. He came back in the biggest game of the year, a game he didn't get to play last year. From what I've seen, Brock Purdy starts a playoff game. Brock Purdy wins the playoff game. If he starts and finishes it, he's going to win the game. That's all I've seen. The only game he's lost is when his elbow got shredded into shit. And obviously, who knows what happens that game. I mean, we got the rematch in Philly this year, and they beat the shit out of them. After they were telling us all year we were going to beat the shit out of them. And they came into Philly talking all that shit, and they backed it up. So I'm a firm believer by last year. They probably do beat Philly last year. I mean, that's what we were saying anyways. So like you were saying, this could be the second time in a row that Brock Purdy is in the uh, championship game. And he's doing the same thing. Now, I don't want to say he's doing the same thing Patrick Mahomes is doing. Don't get this out of wrong. But Patrick Mahomes also went to AFC championship game the first game he started. And then the Super Bowl the second year he started. No one was like, I'm not saying Brock Purdy has silenced all his haters, but like we need to give credit where credit's due. Like if Brock Purdy has a terrible game next week, it's like, damn, obviously the haters are gonna come back out. And there's gonna be haters no matter what, because he has all these weapons. They basically want him to have zero weapons and just like do it himself, like still have a great career, which I I don't know. Like, there's not quarterbacks unless like Patrick Mahomes, obviously Lamar in the regular season, that come into situations where their weapons don't help them. That's why it's a fucking team game, bro. Like, sometimes your boy's going to bail you out, and sometimes they're not. But, like, like you said, man, Brock Purdy made a shit ton of plans with his legs. The fucking joint where he could have took a sack, and he dimes. Got out up. of there on the sideline. Like, come on. Uh, if that was Patrick Mahomes or, Le- or Lamar Jackson, niggas would be like, oh, my God, look at the play they made. They're so tough to bring down. But since it's Brock Purdy, the nigga dresses like a nerd. Um, and he doesn't not, talk. I think the big uh, the big problem is his personality isn't one of those NFL superstar quarterback personality. Like, he really reminds me of, like, an Eli Manning. He just shows up and plays football. Like, and 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 at the time, looking back at it as a kid, I used to be like, Eli Manning sucks. Like, I don't know how the fuck he keeps winning against Brady. Like, why is he winning Super Bowls? But now I'm looking back at it, bro. He doesn't know how to win the game. He don't got to do all the extra stuff, you know. And 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 I meant to say this. I hope no one gets this confused. I do not think Brock Purdy is a better talent than a lot of these, than the Josh Allen's, the Lamar's, the the any uh, the Herberts or anything. I don't think he's a better talent, but I think up here, he he's better than all of them there. His, his confidence, his, his calmness, it's second to only maybe like guys like Mahomes, Burrow, you know what I'm saying? Like Brock Purdy, it's a special trait to have that I think people don't value enough. You can have the most talent in the world. There's people in basketball like this, most talent in the world, but when it comes down to the big pressure game, they feel the pressure. You, you can look at a player and tell a player that feels pressure and a player that is just, this is just another play. This is football. I've been playing this my whole life. This is just a game. To, to me, when Brock Purdy plays, it looked like he's thinking this is just a game. I'm down 17. This is a game. I've done this my whole life. And and people are going to crucify me. I already know I'm going to get crucified in the comments. But listen, you cannot tell me I'm wrong. When it, when it comes down to a playoff game, 
you deep down inside want Brock Purdy to, especially if this is a team, a person with a team complaining who has weapons. If your team has weapons, Cowboy fans out there who are going to crucify me. You wouldn't want Purdy at quarterback with all them weapons. Um, uh, who else are, are we talking about? Uh, Hurts, Eagles fans. You telling me tush push behind us, besides the tush push, you telling me you wouldn't want Brock Purdy starting these clutch playoff games? Like, come on, man. Let's, let's be completely honest here. He's a winner, bro. Being a winner is a more important um, trait than you think. A lot of people are, 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 are overvaluing this, oh, he can run. And I'm not just talking Lamar. Like, they're overvaluing a guy being super special at one thing than being really good at a lot of things. Brock Purdy is really good at a lot of things. He's just not crazy special at one thing. And I have grown to realize that. And bro, he's he's a winner. That's the best ability I want you to have: availability and winability. He got hurt in one playoff game. Besides that, he's been available, and he's been winning. I don't know what else more do you want. My my Cowboy fans, that Prescott, he missed the season damn near. And when it's time to win, he doesn't win. Um, guys like uh, Hertz went to the Super Bowl, but when things became, oh, put it on your back, disappeared. I feel like guys like Purdy in Hertz situation this year, especially, even if you lose all them games in a row, you go to fucking Tampa Bay with the best roster, with the clearly the better roster, the better everything without AJ Brown at that. Because uh, did Debo not go out last week? Debo did go out. And, Tell me uh, if I'm wrong. Did Debo, Debo go down last week? He, he went out with the Packers, yeah. And that was when they were down. It, in the rain. Tell me if I'm wrong. In the rain. In the rain. And he still got it done with the rest of those weapons. And people tell me, oh, Debo, Debo wasn't out there. Debo had 24 yards, you know, because you bet that 25, right? So... I'm not about to keep hearing Debo's carrying him and Debo's. No, but Purdy is making these throws, and every last one of these throws is on the money. On the money. So please stop telling me these false narratives. I was the one spewing these false narratives too. So if I could come to the light, so can the rest of you. Now you you can finish it, my brother. Uh, I'm going on mute. <laughs> the last thing I was going to say is, you know, they're going to come in. And I gotta address this. They're gonna be like Brock Purdy was uh Brock Purdy got lucky um with some of his throws. Um the one the helmet, the helmet throw, and I guess to an extent the one with Juwan Jennings where he caught it with one hand. Um, I feel like that was Purdy making a play, and then he lofted over to the fucking defensive end, and Juwan Jennings gets paid to make plays too, and so he made a play. But the IU joint, I've seen Fucking Lamar got the same lucky play, if you want to think about it. He got his pass batted up into the air, and then he caught his own pass for a 13-yard game. Lucky plays fucking happen. Like, like lucky plays happen for the defense. Like, maybe next time, maybe in the Super Bowl, them same passes that he's making towards IU get picked off. And we're like, it's we have a whole different outlook. I like, damn, he, he kind of forced that one. But, like, lucky plays happens is a part of the game, bro. I'm not trying to hear that. 
when there was a big play, every big play in the second half that had to be made for the for the 49ers offense, besides the fumble, besides the fumble and the defense tightening up and the fourth and two play, which we're about to get into. Every big play in the second half that had to happen for the offense, Brock Purdy made something happen. Whether he moved around the pocket or made a, a good throw, Brock Purdy made it happen. He had five rushes. I feel like all fucking five rushes happened in the second half where he ran for 48 yards. And those are backbreakers for the Lions because it's like, oh, damn, we weren't accounting for this. And he's running all over the field, getting making it second and manageable or third and manageable or getting a first down instead of it being second and 13 like you were saying. Like, I, I, I ain't got too much to say, man. Brock Purdy, he's going to the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't have to. I'm not hearing no Brock Purdy slander until after the Super Bowl. When we can revisit this after the Super Bowl, but until the Super Bowl, bro, no Brock Purdy slander. I don't care. My boy's in the Super Bowl. He was in the NFC Championship game last year, and then he proved what probably would have happened if he would have stayed healthy in the NFC Championship game last year. They probably would be on their second Super Bowl facing the same team that they're facing this year. So um, we're going to move on to the Lions. Um, great season, up 24-7. Huge collapse. Um, a lot of people are blaming Dan Campbell. For this loss. The floor is yours. Well, I mean, you can't not blame him. He has to take some of the blame. I mean, you're just leaving points on the board the entire game. And But I understand now on the flip side, he's been playing like that. He's been uh, calling plays and coaching like that the entire year. So he's been aggressive the entire year. So, But you're just leaving points on the board. And I am not a fan of that. I hate it. I hate that the NFL is going towards that. I don't know if it's an analytic thing or what. I hate when you have a clearly manageable field goal and fourth and inches, fourth and one. I'm like, okay, fourth and two and a half, fourth and three in the big games with actual magnitude. I just don't understand it because every single point matters. You don't know what can happen, but, um, so, yes, I do think Dan Campbell deserves to blame. I don't think anyone should be blaming Jared Goff at all. I haven't heard much of it, but just wanted to make that clear. Because, you know, Jared Goff is usually the butt of the jokes in these situations. This is not on Jared Goff. Fucking Reynolds. Let's start there. Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Joshua Reynolds. I don't ever want to shit on a player because of one bad game. But, dude, I understand a couple contested drops. You're just fucking dropping what practice. I'm talking about warm-ups. When y'all are warming up on your side of the field and you're just playing catch with your fucking quarterback. Like, that is 100% nerves. And obviously... I mean, there's going to be nerves. They've never even been here in who knows how long. I know I Super Bowl has never happened. To how long has it been since the NFC Championship? Yeah, like, I understand there was a lot of nervousness. But, I mean, dude, you you right there. Those two catches or three catches he dropped, they win that game. Because these keep the drives going, and they're going to get at least three. I mean, barring this motherfucker doesn't go for it more and give it up on downs. But... If he catches those couple of passes, that that they, they win the game. So, 
I have to put a lot of the blame on Josh Reynolds. As bad as I don't want to do that, because he's a good player. Like he, he's a young dude. He, he, he show, he does what he has to do. He's not a bum. I don't think he's a bum at all. I just think he had the worst luck and was nervous and heard those footsteps and some more stuff. So I put a lot of the blame on Josh Reynolds. Um, a lot of the blame on Dan Campbell because. You're just leaving points on the board. And those two things mixed together, leaving points on the board and dropping key passes, that's a formula. And then um, who fumbled? Which running back was it? Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Another young boy. And that's why That's why it's like you can't – and like I said earlier, the windows aren't open for a long time because I so badly want to be like, they're going to learn from this. Like, this is not going to happen again. They're going to be back. But it's so hard, bro. Like, you see it. They have a division full of guys that's on the way. The Bears, I know the Bears are trash, but the Bears, are, they keep getting these picks. They're not going to be trash for that much longer. Like, their window's going to open up just like the Lions window open up. The Packers are already here. The Packers have showed you we're here. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and that's just their division. <laughs> Like, bro, it's not easy. And, like, as badly as I don't want to, like, you know, just shit on the young guys, these are these are the times where you got to make these plays happen. The regular season is for the nerves. Like, so I blame Gibbs. I blame Campbell. I blame Reynolds. And surprisingly, if you would have told me the Lions lost a game where they were up 24-7 and I didn't watch it, I would 100% be like, what the fuck did golf do? What did he do? What was he doing? He was throwing pick after pick in the second half, wasn't he? He was fumbling. He was missing open passes, wasn't he? Overthrowing guys. But he did everything right. I, I could tell you he he missed one throw, one deep pass that could have blew the game open. But that, like, those happened. Like, the pass he missed happens. It wasn't like, no, oh, you missed a wide open guy. It was, it was he, my guy had a step, he missed him. Like, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, and, and I don't even – I can't even say the defense because they kept giving them a short field. And besides the scrambles with Purdy, but, I mean, that just happens. We break contain. Those are, that just happens in football. I mean, missing the sack where he got out of, you got to hit. You got to make that sack. Um, yeah, that's an all-time blunder, dude. Like, that's an all-time blunder. But it's such a weird way that it happened because it wasn't like, because usually it's like the quarterbacks start tricking it or the defense just starts getting completely fried. Like, it was just everything that could have went wrong for them in the second half went wrong. Like, literally. And I kind of – I even blame the atmosphere in the building because the, the rappers and shit, uh, Eminem and them sticking middle finger in. Bro, chill. You never see your team here, bro. You need to be humble to the end. And I feel like all of that just rubbed off on them in the locker room. Like, I feel like the score just, I thought that was the worst possible thing for them to be up that much at half. If they were up 10 at half or even seven, I feel like they would have, they would have been, now nah, we got to finish. I think they thought the Niners were defeated and, and deflated and thought like, bro, no, this is a championship pedigree team. They haven't gone to the Super Bowl over and over. But a lot of these players on the team have been to the NFC Championship a couple times. Like, bro, they, you're not, they're not seeing something they've never seen before. 
so, and that's the difference, obviously. The Lions have literally no one on the roster. I mean, unless somebody was traded or signed in offseason, but I'm not going to do all that. Like, they have no one on the roster with that type of experience and feeling for the playoffs, for the NFC Championship, Super Bowl. So, like, I feel like they took their foot off the gas and just made so many mental errors. Because Jameer Gibbs is an Alabama guy, right? Yeah, so he comes from um, discipline, that kind of culture. Like, fumbling right there is just insane. Like, you can't do that. But um, the blame goes all, all around. I'm happy my boy Golf isn't the person that everybody's putting the blame on for once. Uh, it was a young team mistake type of game. I, they were I, Nobody expected that to happen anyway, for them to be up by that much, let alone blow them out. Um They'll be back in the playoffs. It's just to say a team, for me, saying a team besides the team who has the best quarterbacks, like the best or the second best quarterback, to say that team, oh, they'll be back. I just feel like that's always like blasphemy, bro, because it very rarely happens that way. The Niners, yes, and the the, the Chiefs, yes, but those are just anomalies because one has the best quarterback in the league and one just has a ridiculous amount of weapons on both sides of the ball. And the Lions just don't have that. They don't have the the weapons to match mistakes. The Niners can make mistakes because they're going to get a turnover. Like, their worst fucking player on defense is Chase Young. Like, come on. Like, that is crazy. But, um, yeah, man. Let's, hey, it is what it is. They'll be back one day. But this was their chance, just like I said about the Ravens. That, that was your chance right there, bro. And yeah, you blew it. But uh, Dan um, Campbell, pie chart. Last thing, pie chart. Pie chart. Seventy-five percent Dan Campbell. Okay. No, Eighty-five percent Dan Dan Campbell. Okay. I'm going five percent for my boy Gibbs on that fumble because you that where it happened, not because he fumbled where it happened. He mm-hmm. fumbled on inside of their thirty or forty, right? Yeah. So, so five percent on him, and the other ten percent I will give to the defense because you could at least force them into a couple field goals. I mean, goddamn! Like, come on, give me one, give me one stop. Let my boy go get a chance. But uh, you got Reynolds. Oh, oh, wait a minute! Scratch the pot shot. Fifty percent Campbell, forty percent Reynolds, five percent Gibbs, five percent defense. Okay. All right. Um. So. <clears throat> I'm going. I don't want to do this, right? right. I don't want to do this. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I was defending this man in some chat, so I'm gonna keep that same energy. Dan Campbell did what he normally does. He does what he normally does. My problem with people coming back at Dan Campbell talking about some, oh, he blew the game, blah blah blah. First of all, one Bagley, not the greatest kicker. Forty-five. 45 yarder. I'm not saying that he shouldn't make it. it yes, he should have made the field. Like he should make the field goal. I expect him to make the field goal. There's no guarantee that the field goal goes in. Just like there's no guarantee to get the fourth and second. My problem with this is the play fucking worked. The play worked. Josh Reynolds dropped the ball. Period. Players, when we talk about players, players are players get played to make plays. Like when we talk about Belichick and Brady and who deserves more credit. People say Brady, right? Because he's the fucking player. He's the one out there on the field. You can draw all the schemes, all the, all the, you can, you can make people open and whatnot, just like Kyle Shanahan. 
and Trey Lance. If you can't execute the scheme, you can't be on the field. You can't play. Like, there's nothing I can do if my players can't execute my scheme. I could call the greatest game in the world, but if motherfuckers is dropping passes or missing wide open throws, then there's not much I can do as a coach. That's why players get paid the big bucks, and that's why we're out there. Mahomes, they executed when it was time to execute. Uh, like Purdy executed, the, the 49ers executed when it was time to execute. The Lions didn't, bro. And Reynolds is a big reason why. You drop the ball on fourth and second. I'm not saying they go on to win the game if they catch the ball, but it's like, damn, they just can't stop him. It wasn't like the 49ers ever. Like, people are like, oh, they should have stuck to the run game. First of all, they were moving the ball regardless down the field, no matter what, in the second half. It just so happened that they were just getting stopped, like, or Gibbs fumbled. But besides that, they scored on the other possession and on the last possession, and then you had the two fourth down ones, the two fourth down plays. The second one, I probably would have been like, kick the field to tie the game, but I understood it's Dan Campbell. That's what he does. I'm not going to get mad at Dan Campbell for doing what Dan Campbell and the Lions do. That's literally their brand of football. Don't, just like we were saying for the Ravens, everyone's talking about some, oh, they should have ran the ball, right? They should have ran the ball more. And now motherfuckers are mad because they switched up their style of play in the biggest game of the year and gave it and just let Lamar sit back and throw the ball. Don't change your energy game by game, bro. Like they, the Lions did exactly what they did to get here. If they didn't do that to get here, they would never even be here in the first place. So I'm pretty sure all the players knew what was coming. They were going to go for it. That's the type of team they are. And I can understand, oh, you got to change your, what's it called, just for certain situations. But like the 49ers are still a prolific offense. They can still come back and win the game regardless if you kick the field goal. Just because it's 27-10 doesn't mean the game – this doesn't mean the 49ers are like, damn, you know, you know, we just can't stop these guys. You know, but I'm pretty sure – I don't want to say I'm pretty sure, but if they would have kicked the field goal – let's say they just kicked the field goals, right? They say, let's say they get 30 points and the and the 40 – and they and they still have Gibbs fumble and the 49ers still scored 34 points. Are we getting mad at Dan Campbell because he didn't go for it on fourth down? To put the game away. That's what I'm saying, bro. And he even went for it on fourth and goal to fucking make it a three-point game. And they almost, probably like if, if they would have waited a yard or two more, they could have got the onside kick and then kicked the field goal, try to kick a field goal again. But Bagley came, Is this is his fourth game of the season. They already got rid of their old kicker. And Bagley is not great from 50 yards out. He's not. He's like 8 of 16. So he's not, though, it's not like, it's not like you got Harrison Bucker back there or Jake Elliott or Justin Tucker. Uh, Tyler ba- clearly Tyler Bass showed you that no no field goal is guaranteed because Bucker hit the same field goal that Tyler Tyler Bass missed and that's why you know there's there's like I was saying last week there's levels to being a top kicker in the league but Jake Moody he had an easy field goal early in the game Brock Purdy got them down to the twenty yard line and he just wide writes it so I'm not here for the Oh, kick the field goal. Like, then one, the field goal's not guaranteed to go in. Two, the play worked. Josh Reynolds shit the bed twice. And it just seemed like everything, like you were saying, anything that could go wrong for the for the Lions in that third quarter did go wrong for the Lions in that third quarter. I I don't want to say I don't want to give no blame to Dan Campbell, but like I don't feel any blame for him. Like, that's just my personal opinion. Like he played. They played line style football. That's a, when I saw former two, I thought they were going for it. Like that's what they play. 
The and the play worked. They could not stop them. The only the people that stopped the Lions were the Lions. The Lions. That's correct. And then Brock Purdy and the 49ers did what a championship team does. They capitalized on the mistakes and they came back and won. But it could have very well been that Brock Purdy doesn't capitalize on the mistakes. And then that's that's see, that's another thing about my boy Brock. But uh they couldn't capitalize on the mistakes and then we wouldn't even be here talking about it. They would have been like, oh, they didn't get the fourth and second. And then let's say Brock Purdy throws an interception or like the defense fucking makes a play. They get that sack, make it third and second, and then they get a three and out. Then we're not even talking about that fourth and second play. And the Lions are still in the same position. They're up 24-10 at the time. So defense, the defense knows their the philosophy. The offense knows the philosophy. Everyone They've been on the same team. I'm not here for what got you. That's what got them there. Being aggressive, being that type of team. I'm not changing up in the biggest play of the game. And then I feel like if you're saying that and then you're complaining about the Ravens not running the ball, I feel like you're kind of just being a hypocrite, Brad. But so it is what it is. um, You got anything else to say for – and that's the championship. We've been talking for an hour, 30 minutes on both games. Yeah, that was actually some good work right there, bro. I'm yeah. sitting here getting hot, nigga. I didn't <laughs> want to take off the outfit. But yeah. um, nah, bro. Feel like we hit everything on the head. Um, but I do agree with you. I do agree with you. I, I actually kind of want to change my stance on the Dan Campbell thing. I, but I do understand what people say though. Like, yeah, it got you there, but now these are winner go home games. I feel that. So it's a it's a thin line. I feel like once it started to get once you're up, I feel like take the points. Like once you're up so much, just take the points. Keep taking the points because you don't know what can happen. But I do agree. I mean, that's what got you there. But I do also agree with the people that are saying, yeah, that got us there, nigga. But if we lose, we're not coming back next week. It's not week nine when you're going for it and we play week 10. You know what I'm saying? So I feel both sides. But, nah, I feel like we hit everything on the head, man. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we hit everything. Um, once again, man, if y'all made it this far, man, please like, comment, subscribe, follow the social medias. We got ExoGliz to my right here. Is it my right on the screen? Or is it my left? It's my right. I'm All on right. the other side, guys. Sorry. He's on the other side. <laughs> and then... Your boy Hamito. Um, y'all can follow us on our socials. Obviously, follow the AKT podcast page. Um, yeah, make sure you like the video and subscribe. Uh, that's it for us. We'll probably be here for an NBA pod soon. Very soon. Very we got, soon. We got very we got, soon. we got some shit to talk about. Cause just know we got some shit to talk about. But um <laughs> Shout out my shout out uh just last shout outs man shout out Sabrina she about to beat Steph in the three point contest any shout outs you want to any shout outs you want to give out before we get off um I'm gonna just you know I'm not gonna say too much shout out my boy Wimby that's all I want to say shout out my boy Wimby it's Wimby season baby all right man we out. <laughs>